podcast is part of the Sports Social Podcast Network. Algorithms can do so much more than control social media feeds. In fact, they have the power to save lives and improve our health. At the Weizmann Institute, Professor Yonina Eldar has pioneered innovative algorithms that optimize MRI scans and make ultrasound devices more portable, affordable, and accessible. Professor Eldar's lab develops AI tools that can pave the way to new technologies that can see, hear, and communicate beyond existing limits. Learn more at celebratinggreatminds.org. Hello and welcome to week 10 of the Foot Weekly podcast. It's a content pod. There's a lot to get through as there has been in recent weeks, which is quite convenient because we've slimmed down the number of guests so we can get a bit deeper into things and also because it's actually a little bit of a nightmare to organize a podcast recording on the day of an England match who'd have thought it eh? Uh, but we have Japes welcome thank you much Ben feeling like a new man uh, that the World Cup's in full swing mm. and well actually my ultimate team has not improved you know I, <laughs> before we start I'm gonna just like my big thought of the week is I tend to force myself into using untradeable players even when I know getting someone like Mbappe or paying for like some of these new World Cup foot heroes would drastically improve my team and probably improve my results. I have just 1.3 million liquid and I just keep buying packs because I'm like, I don't know what I'm going to do with this. <laughs> it feels like a problem. Maybe yeah. it's not. I don't know. Yeah. It's like an existential crisis for me at the moment. You know, these guaranteed ones with the, with the ratings in the store. I don't know whether that's having a good impact on my team at all, um, yeah, well, but it's tempting. Here's the thing, Ben. When they include something like that, I find myself being like, if I were going to build an SBC from scratch, how would I go about this? Like, how much do I think it might cost me for mm-hmm. some of these, right? And then I'm sort of like, ah, it's like not even that bad of a value. Yeah, I totally get it. And um, actually, I was going to talk about this, which I will. I did the Rebri SBC. Um, but let's get into introducing our next guest, who is a regular around these parts now, Josh, aka Spreadsheet FIFA. Welcome back to the pod. Thank you very much. Fresh off the uh, glorious 6 2 win against the mighty Iran. <laughs> I'm, uh, I'm uh, yeah, happy to be here. Are you hoping that Wales wins or that the US wins? Do people in England think of Wales as like, yeah, we'll root for them a little bit, I suppose. I have to say, as someone who is half Welsh... Oh, you're half Welsh? You know, yes, yes. My father's from Swansea, so it's, uh, it's been deep oh, in, nice. the, in yeah. the family history. So, um, yeah, like I've always had a had a little bit of an inkling for the Welsh, obviously. But I, I feel like Wales, yes, they do get a bit of support. I feel like Scotland... I think because they so hate us. Yeah, Wales I guess dislike so, yeah. us. Scotland actively hate us. Yeah, yeah. I think that it's less less likely. So I think it'll be one that people will watch. I don't know if they're going to necessarily have a side, but you tend to pick one at the beginning of a match. I'll obviously be supporting a Welsh, but, yeah, yeah. you know, it's two English-speaking nations. How often does that happen that aren't England playing each other? Yeah, in I mean, World three Cup? in one group is quite rare. Yeah. Um, but I was going to say, in terms of Wales versus USA, I would be... Normally, supporting Wales, I think, but actually being over in the US, knowing a lot of people now in the US, I think probably supporting US want to keep the, the buzz alive a bit longer, I guess. But actually talking of buzz, there's certainly suddenly been a buzz around Path to Glory. The prices 
have increased significantly. I mean, Grealish was like 90-odd K, and now people are like, oh, there's a World Cup on. And he's increased to like 120 because England were playing, but it's happening with quite a few other players as well. Obviously, the upgrade potential of these is pretty nice, but uh, that's somewhere away. Uh, before we talk pound for pound, when I was looking for mine, I was just looking at these and thinking, yeah, some rises, some fluctuation can happen for sure. Cards that change are always great for investment, be that ones to watch, path to glories. They're always ripe for investment. Um, you know, as as we kind of do this, Senegal and Netherlands are playing, and every time someone has a, has an attack, you if you ha- are on the 59th minute, you just watch a page of like Koulibaly's or Frankie de Jong's just disappear as people try and get in there quickly. So it's always been something, you know, even, is it Platter, the Ecuadorian one? He was discard for the whole of last week. And then the moment the game kicked off, he went to 14K and then they started winning. I think he was selling for like 17 and a half K at one point. Mm. Um, so yeah, they they do tend to shift around. I think that's why quite a lot of people enjoy cards that change in value based on real world events because they are they are good for investment. They're interesting to track the price of. Um, I think a few of them are a little overpriced, especially considering how long it'll be before you see the expected upgrades. But, um, but yeah, they've changed an awful lot. Actually, before we dive into talking about part of the squad, things like that, we can do our pound for pound nominations because I think that might be something that brings up a few of these. And actually, before that, I did miss putting out the poll this week for last week's pound for pound. So I'll let our guests here, even though they probably nominated them, so there's probably a bit of a conflict of interest here um, uh, to pick the winner. We had part of glory Lukaku, we had part of glory Delaney, we had the World Cup hero Mascherano and World Cup hero Park Jae-sung. Um, who would you like to go for, Josh? Who would you pick? I guess I get the deciding vote. Uh, having used Park Jae-sung, I'm going to assign myself in that court. He's a Hullet gang player. Um, mm. I got the chance to use him in a draft, actually, and really, really enjoyed him. I like the he, He's... Obviously, kind of United fans would talk about him as three lung park, and he really just does that on the pitch, especially mm. with the way that pressing has kind of been nerfed a little bit with the stamina. You really feel that he doesn't really slow down for the entirety of the match, just really solid at everything. His dribbling is absolutely superb across the board. And I feel like, especially in the middle of the park, I don't know whether the patch has changed this. I think it was the same before. It's why I like that Benasser road to the knockouts the ability to turn quickly and kind of take the ball on the half turn and just move away from pressure. Yeah, so I, I don't know who uh, nominated him, but I'm, I'm all aboard the Park Ji-sung boat. Yeah, yeah, I can't actually remember myself. So <laughs> I've got the list of players, but not who nominated. But yeah, it's a good one. Also, he has 88 defensive awareness and that's pretty impressive base stat. It's also interesting because, I don't know, having watched him play, Josh, he's not really, he was never really a midfield player in a three. Most people I see playing him are playing him as part of a, a midfield three. He mainly played out wide. He did play in the centre a bit, but if he did play in the centre, he'd play like behind the striker, really. Yeah. To press the the pivot. So it, it feels interesting, like the way that he's being used. And actually, his stats suggest he's a better kind of box to box in a three than you'd think based on his playing career. Yeah, I'm I'm, I'm going to get absolutely crucified for this, but he was kind of like Roberto Firmino before Roberto Firmino in that sense, in that Fergie tended to use him a lot. When me and Fergie were mates, we just talk talk about each other like that. But <laughs> Sir Alex Ferguson uh, used to use him quite a lot in tough games to kind of shut down a very key def- like way of playing out for the opposition. Usually, as you say, it was the pivot at the back. 
sometimes it would be to press um, if if they had a wing back that tended to push on a bit. But he was kind of like a utility man across the front line. But I always felt he was used more in a defensive manner. Obviously, FIFA doesn't necessarily lend itself to that in mm. in the same way because you know. Killian Mbappe can still go and press and take the ball off somebody. It yeah. doesn't really matter what his defensive stats are. But yeah, it's interesting to see him be used more in midfield. Yeah, no, I agree. And actually, that's a complaint I've seen a lot about the current game. The fact that forward players press so effectively. The defensive stats of Park, for example, are kind of wasted to some extent. But yeah. if you put him in the midfield three, then he's obviously very useful. Anyway, nice little extended discussion there. I wasn't expecting that, but that's fine. <laughs> um, Japes, what about you? Uh, would you like to go for anyone else? A no, I'm fully on Team Park, and I think I do remember indeed who suggested him. Was it you? Mm. Yeah, <laughs> yeah I, thought, I, I was thinking, was it you actually? Yeah, yeah. yeah it's because I, I not his, not his World Cup hero one, but I packed his other one, and I was sort of like, this dude's a baller. He's he's very good. Like very, very surprise, surprising. He just yeah, he's super super dominant in the midfield. Did you actually nominate his regular version rather than the? Yeah, World I think Cup I nominated version. his regular version because yeah, I, I, I got that wrong. Um, so. yeah, yeah, I hadn't used his World Cup one, but. You know, I think the the difference between the two is not that much. And I will say that the regular one's yeah. like 80-something K now. <laughs> it's like such a bargain. Mm. It's like plus one, plus two maybe in stats. And it, to call out not just like the defensive awareness, but his base one has 80 interceptions. And if you put a hawk on him like I do, mm. uh, you get up to 90 acceleration, 88 sprint speed. And then you get also some like meaty like close to 90 in both shot power and long shots and more importantly he's got the 95 stamina and 90 aggression with that setup mm. and you know i love high aggression on midfielders i think it makes all the difference in the world so he's he's just a no-brainer like high, yeah. high work rates like you, you just can't go wrong put him in he does the job yeah we can move on to actually this week's pound for pound suggestions and a hero to start things off as well, this is a World Cup version. Maka going for World Cup. Tim Cahill card can play, and I didn't know this striker, centre forward, Cam, or centre mid. And he's choosing to play him as the box to box centre mid. The card has 87 pace, more than enough for centre mid, which allows you to get creative with chem styles. I chose Powerhouse, brings his defending up to an acceptable standard and boosts vision to 94 and short passing to 95. This to go with already strong dribbling and other standout stats such as 90 finishing, 91 reactions, and 96 aggression, mm. Japes. What else could you want? A true box to box. There are two more stats which stand out. However, 99 jumping and 99 heading. I've never used a card this strong in the air. Even CR7 scored a corner every other game in weekend league before I had always passed them shorts. A real extra weapon in your arsenal for those tight games. Originally only played him to try him out, but all of this for 50k and goes into any team on 3 chem. Give him a go. And actually, as there are three of us on this podcast, I can do another listener suggestion. And this one is NJ Renegade going for flashback David Silva. I wasn't expecting this actually, but yeah, he says with the explosive buff or basically the dribbling buff, he's positively rapid and incredibly smooth on the ball. Finesse and outside the boot traits. Uh, Spanish La Liga links can be easy to build Kem up on him. One of my all-time favorites. And while I hope he gets a bigger, shinier card later, this definitely scratches the itch for the little Spanish centurion. There's two to start us off. How can you follow that, Josh? You got anyone? Yeah, I'm going to go for another World Cup hero. Um, I was I was going to go down the American route and pander to the audience, <laughs> but uh, I'm gonna I'm gonna stick with the World Cup heroes, and I'm gonna go with Freddie Lundberg, Youngberg, uh, however you want to say. It. He's a, he's a pain to play against. Honestly, like I've found him really awkward to play. He's 80k. Yeah, he's 
incredibly cheap. And with the dribbling buff that we had, he is just unbelievable. Now, I packed his base hero when in the whole hero pack debacle and really loved using him. I've used him on both sides of the pitch um, and, and just thought he was superb, really solid. Always the last attacker that I took off if I was kind of subbing off attackers. Um, and I've been using this World Cup hero recently and he's just that but better. And um, yeah, I like for again, Premier League, giving the extra two links for 80k. I, I'm like, his price is just mental to me. He's got everything mm. you could want. Like his physicals are fairly strong for a winger. You know, you don't necessarily want an absolute behemoth out there, especially with kind of dribbling being as good as it is. But with an engine, he just has really good stats across the board and has, you know, outside the foot shot trait, which means you can still hit those Travellers uh, in the same way you did before. I, 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 yeah, I love him. I think he's superb. Yeah, he's one of those players that you, you look at him, you're like, um, 81 composure, 82 balance, you know, it's not looking especially amazing. But then when you play him in game, also medium, medium work rates, which I don't always enjoy, but playing him in game, clearly he has a lot going for him. He's, I think it may be the 77 strength and 76 aggression is, you know, it doesn't look outstanding, but actually compared to a lot of fullbacks, it probably gives him the edge. He feels a lot more physical than I'd expected. Um, and he also has high stamina, decent jumping. I guess he's not the shortest. Also, an interesting thing that I've noticed, you know, if you have a, a slightly smaller player, like he's five foot nine, but has decent weight, he's like 70, yeah, 73 kilos. I actually find that that can give players a bit more uh, ability to hold off defenders just because I guess they have that mass and that gives them an advantage. Fat so, shaming yeah, Freddie Lundberg here. What's going on? Well, <laughs> <laughs> oh, actually a fun thing about Freddie Lundberg. I mean, I only came across this coming over here, but they have this, um, it's like a, have you ever watched this shape? It's like a goal show that covers the Champions League. Mm -hmm. and basically, the goal Freddie Lundberg. Yeah yeah. yeah, yeah. And he's like the the kind of color commentator, if you like, for that. You know, he's in the studio, but he's he's commentating on the games, and he's really good in that. So the coverage with like uh, Michael Richards, Thierry Henry, Jamie Carragher, yes, and yeah, yeah, is yeah, like yeah. pretty entertaining. Yeah, usually. really good that, and also enjoy Lundberg's Cockney Swedish accent, or not that Cockney, but not that Swedish either. Anyway, over to you, Japes. I guess I found myself a little bit surprised that I was going this route. I got him in my red picks. Yeah. The new infirm Moise Keane is kind of silly. Oh, yeah. He's mm. 86 rated uh, and is a 92 rated striker in game with a hunter chem. Uh, and he is selling for like just over 20K. That's mad. With a hunter, he has 99 sprint speed, 98 acceleration, and then. 95 attacking positioning, 96 finishing, 98 shot power. He's got 94 base strength, his six foot high medium, like above eight, like his worst dribbling stat. If you, he's got 80 composure, which less than ideal, but worst dribbling stat beyond that is 83 in reactions. And then it's 85 in agility. And which is for a striker, his size and his pace with that strength level is kind of a wild combination. So, for me, that's exceptional pound for pound value. Yeah, I mean, it's testament to the introduction of a bigger boost for Team of the Week featured players. They go up higher, but they also get that skill move and, and weak foot boost too. Yeah, that's right. He's four star, four star as well. And yeah, his yeah. gold card is three star, three star. So yeah, Woo. No, that's good. Meaty. And actually, Bentenka benefited from that as well. I was going to say, in terms of my own pound for pound, it. It was tricky. I think there's a, a lot of options out there. I was looking at the uh, Ramsey looks very good for the time spent. I mean, you can basically do it while doing other things without much effort at all, apart from perhaps the league. And 
uh, element of it, but that's yeah, pretty straightforward. You can do that while doing your squad battle swaps tokens without too much problem. And then there is also Befal, who, again, a part of glory, the same price as Fodder 86 rated on the market. So a bit of a no-brainer there. And also Pulisic, I think, even though, you know, he's not, Fodder price is well above that. There is some risk there. Although we don't know the result of the game today, I think, you know, USA do have a chance of qualifying, of course. And he's a Premier League player, four-star, four-star. The stats do look pretty strong, actually. And yeah, James, have you got him? Are you trying him? Yeah, I've picked him up. I haven't used him yet, but I sort of thought uh, 80K. Like, if I were to open a 100K pack, would I be pretty excited to get Christian Pulisic? Like, I think so. Mm. That's my new barometer, Ben. When, I, <laughs> yeah, when I'm talking about you? just like picking up players and promos, it's like, would I be excited if I had this player untradeable from a 100K pack? If the answer is yes, then I don't open the 100k pack and instead I just buy the player. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That's a good, I, I love that advice. That's good. But I, I think he's good. I think the real, you know, thing we're looking for here is can we get that meaty upgrade to Destino, uh, Sergio Des, mm. one to watch cards. Let's not forget about the one to watch boost potentials uh, coming yeah. up here from the World Cup. Sterling having already got his. Yeah, Sterling one. for but sure. For Dest, it's much bigger, isn't it? Because Dest is going to be overall. So. Substantial if he gets that. Yeah. So I think we're, you know, all of us that did that, I don't know if it was an SPC or an objective, but whoever did it, we're pumped about it. Yeah, yeah. But yeah, Pulisic, I just, it's a card that you sort of look at and you're like, if this card, like in, I don't know, Team of the Year comes out, like USA gets no upgrades, how much is that card worth? You're probably like, eh, it's maybe worth like 60K for a bit, 50K for a bit, and it'll eventually get down to like discard, but it's going to go slowly. So while the World Cup fever is going on, you might as well do it. And if USA wins one match, that's up over 100K, no question. Yeah, if they, even if they just go ahead tonight, it, it mm-hmm. will absolutely rock it. Yeah, exactly. It's funny, actually, these prices clearly are so impacted by how much of a favorite their team is. I mean, Papu Gomez is so expensive for, for what he is when you compare Pulisic to Gomez. You know? the, the difference isn't huge. I mean, I would say Gomez is still the better unupgraded item between the two, but Papu Gomez is just someone people think is going to get at least the five-star week for possibly the five-star skills, and therefore he is 560k, uh, which is just so much higher. Um, and you could say the same about Goretzka maybe to some extent, and maybe, as I guess, Nkunku possibly the case there too, although he's so expensive, I think people you know are also backing him as a good player, which he obviously is in-game. He's going to be very, very good with the five-star skills already. It's worth noting if a player already has five-star skills like he does, or let's say Milinkovic-Savic has the five-star weak foot, they actually get an extra upgrade instead of the upgrade to their weak foot or skills an extra upgrade to their overall which is quite nice um, so that could be something to look out for a little extra boost for those players um, anything else you wanted to mention about the team Josh or the Path to Glory players just that we didn't get a extra release on Sunday we didn't get the extra three players which we tend to get in promos we usually get those kind of extra three players just added in um, I think we had Osorio Zacharia and somebody else last week and it just didn't happen this Sunday which I found quite interesting maybe Lozano and Buffal were supposed to be the extra players and that's why they were coming out as base cards but because they'd advertised on their tweet that they were in packs they've now said it's a mistake so maybe it was them because I think Aldosari may have come out last night, although I feel like I'd seen his card before. No, I think you're exactly right. Basically, what happened was 
on Friday, they accidentally included Lozano and Buffal in the graphic for the Path to Glory release on Friday. And they weren't actually impacts. They've said they're going to compensate people who packed them during that period because they thought they're impacts because they're on the, the splash screen, I think it was. So they then obviously had already released them when it came to Sunday when they were supposed to be released. And so you only saw Aldosari rather than the three players. And I think that's what went on. I'd look out actually for dips on those players when the compensation happens. It's possible that there's too much supply almost and they drop you know, way too low. But if they're doing well in competition at the time and, and look likely to go through either of them, then you know that's very promising. And Buffal basically, you know, he was fodder price previously, maybe a bit higher now. Um, but as I mentioned earlier, he could be worth a look. I was thinking in terms of a pound for pound nomination, controversially, I'd almost go, do you know what? End of an era, Rebri, before the patch, was a good player. But post-patch, with the changes to dribbling, I think he's exceptional. And someone that for the 400, 500k, when you consider Neymar's price at 300k and the fact that this is a, a unique player, potentially you could argue better shooting and passing stats certainly and much better stamina, which I think is going to be important for keeping him on in the game. And Neymar is better in terms of his dribbling, at least the stats, and he has that kind of uniqueness. But Ribery has that too, and Ribery is shorter. He's got that low center of gravity. I'm not sure it matters too much. And I've used him, found him fantastic, and using him with a hunter, dribbling still felt really good. And I do think, even for the price, is slightly undervalued. Maybe it's the rule breakers, because the rule breakers is just over half a million, and the the end of an era is yeah. just under half a million. I think there's about a 50k difference between them. Now, obviously, you can take some of that price off with stuff you have in your club. Mm. They're the same rating. They're very, very similar cards. Um, one central base, one's only on the left wing. So maybe it was like, I feel like they've probably got the price about right. For me, I would sooner, like if you've got, if, let's say you've got half of the fodder and you're going to spend 250k on the fodder to complete him. Just as if you've got the coins, go and buy the rule breakers, try it out. If you really, really love it, then go and complete the SBC. You don't have too long left on it. But fairness, there is about a week to go, so a, a decent amount of time. But the one thing I would say about him is it's amazing how much better, actually, when you look at the stats, the end of an era is, despite them being the same rating. He's got plus 10 agility, plus 7 reactions, slightly higher composure and stamina, but also mm. plus 9 vision, plus 7 short passing, plus 6 long passing. He can actually take free kicks, um, which the other version arguably can't because the stats are too low. So I think he is better. And also, although, yes, that central version, if you like, the rule breakers can play striker, can play cam center forward, it can't play wide. So there is some advantage there to being left wing, left mid, depending on your team. And I think the stats are balanced with that old meta of avoiding explosive players in mind where obviously the end of an era is perfect and was released before the patch so they probably haven't considered that I think uh, in the pricing yeah he was one of those oh let's just get rid of his agility <laughs> yeah, exactly I guess he's the type of player that I'm saying if you've got the fodder if he's a player you know you're going to like like I did I was not sure about it, but having used him over the weekend, he did really well for me and is absolutely someone I'd recommend and say, if you're considering it, just go and do it. You'll have fun. You'll enjoy him. And that's what it's all oh, about, right? Yeah, agreed. Five fives, the longevity. Whoa. See, what's really, I'm having such a hard time with Ribery because like, obviously he was standout for Bayern for years and I have a real soft spot for him. I just sort of look at this SBC and it just feels like a like a coin sink for me. Interesting. Even mm. like I, I just I don't see a world where I feel like Ribery 
like what you have to pay for him, you're going to be interested in keeping him in your squad for that long. He feels like a novelty for like one weekend league and then you're going to go back to something else. But I think that maybe is in some way, like I, don't, I haven't really used a lot of small nippy players like that. And like, I, I don't, yeah. it's not that I don't think small nippy players are good. And, you know, I need to try wide formations again with this patch, but I, uh, it just feels, he just, I'm, I just am having a hard time thinking to myself like, yeah, this is a card that I'm going to want to spend 500k on and have in my team until team of the year. Well, yeah, although he's focal to my team now, but the great thing about him is he's going to be a very effective wide player. You know, if you end up just having him to start and then subbing him off or even using him as a substitute, he's going to be really effective, I think, in lots of different roles. And he does have a bit more physicality than you'd expect. Also, post-patch Brolin and Bess were great for me. So I was thinking he must be good and he has been. Uh, 14 games. 21 goals and nine assists in champs, which is yeah, really good. I also think it's worth noting you're playing the false nine, which like funnels goals to the center forward. Not yeah. that he's not capitalizing on them, but I love a good agree to disagree. The last like one for me is that he is only a left wing left mid, which just kills longevity for me. Yeah, I'm very lucky that Brolin and Best have a lot of positional flexibility, actually. So it allows me to just pop in there and keep him there. Mm. Anyway, I don't want to labor the point because I think he's been ideal for me and that's not always going to be the case. But if you're considering it, I would go for it. I would, in hindsight, probably pay more for the SBC having used him. And I was actually wavering over doing it. It's not something I, I often do spending this much on an SBC at this stage. But yeah, he's very, very good. We should move on to some other things. And I think the first thing to move on to is, you know, the, the content has been flowing to some extent. There's been some criticism. Um, but one thing it's hard to really say was good was that first showdown SBC, which we had hopefully as some more tempting ones in the future. But it was Diallo and Klassen who, you know, aren't maybe the most inspiring options because of their stats. Yeah, I, I, f I felt like they were disappointing. I felt like they were both probably one rating too low. I think if you add a plus two to either of them, it looks like he's going to be Davy Klaassen now. They are now more interesting and they were really mm. cheap, but we seem to be getting a lot more of these really cheap mid-level SBCs this year. Like, kind of like you were saying with Ribery, you could throw him in your team maybe for some you know rivals games during the week, but is probably not going to get into your weekend league squad. Um, you know, I think the dynamic duos are very similar, like the you know the Welsh dynamic duos we got over the weekend. I think it's one of those where I'd have maybe have liked to see them potentially just have a slightly bigger upgrade if they win. I, I don't know. Mm -hmm. It's it, they're both a little bit. They're okay, but Class is going to get this plus two. He's probably going to go to Pullet Gang. You know, being Dutch, obviously, <laughs> and. He has some nice links, but it's just he's three-star, four-star. I don't know that anyone's going to be that fussed about him, even if they did him and they've now got an 87-rated card for the 20K or whatever it, that it cost. Yeah, yeah. And I mean, the thing is, with these SBCs, and it's something I noticed a bit last year as well, you know, during Team of the Season, ultimately, and we'll talk about some stuff later, which I think this is relevant to as well, EA obviously have the stats in terms of completions of SBCs, right? So they do know whether people are doing these. And, you know, personally, I'm not interested in it. I don't think it's great content for me, but I guess there will be people out there. Maybe you're a Senegal fan or a Dutch fan who doesn't have that many coins and have a particularly strong squad. Maybe you play squad battles and that's some content, not that you can't make good coins playing squad battles, 
but you know you can't compared to a lot of other um, things you can do in the game and and these are the types of players that I guess are worth them picking up it allows them to get content through SBCs and things and maybe to to gamble um, on a, a card which you know maybe they couldn't afford a part to a glory Dutch player like De Jong and now they can get the showdown so I guess it makes sense in some ways but it's not exciting but. I mean we had Berkeley before like oh wait you we know, did. yeah he SBC. was quite reasonable so yeah. I think that has a Diallo is a great selection. Yeah. Plays in a big league, right? Clausen is just I, I don't know. I would yeah. I guess there are other maybe selections that I would have liked to have seen from the especially mm. because you get such there's such like a limited upgrade here. Like may, yeah, and, yeah. and maybe they're saying, you know what? We think that that we might want to do a Netherlands showdown later on in the tournament. We're gonna save a I don't know if it's Gagpo or Depay showdown card until later mm-hmm. on, something like that. Or we don't know what yeah. other players they have for, because I know there are ultimately like some other card designs that we don't really know too much about at this point. Like I get it, but it, it just felt a little like meh. I would have rather, you know, I would have rather daily blend still plays for the national team. Doesn't he? Yeah, a really juiced pace. Daily a blend really juiced pace daily blend would have been <laughs> kind of a fun card. Like, yeah. I, like, give me something more novel. Like, I don't know if there, I've ever looked at a Davy Clausen card and been like, dude, I got to do this card. Yeah. Even someone like Malassia, he's not a starter for the national team. But yeah, give Malassia or Denzel Dumfries, man. Give him like, because he's a baller for the national team. Yeah, because he's, cent- he's, he's a center back, like, isn't he? But I guess he just got a, didn't he get a rule breakers or yeah, something? Yeah, but it was a center back though. So it kind of makes sense. That's yeah, um, a lot of use. Nathan Ake, has he had a special card recently? I think he's got a World Cup Stars card, doesn't he? I think he's one of the. I think he's the yeah, Dutch he's World, the Cup, World stars Cup Stars for the yeah. swaps. Yeah, he is actually. Mm. It's funny. You, already, we see loads of players already being used. It's kind of funny. I know people complain about the same players coming up again, but honestly, so many players get special items. It's mad. Could have given us a Woot Weghorst. They missed the opportunity. Yeah, Woot. People would have been hyped about that card too. That would have been a good way to start World Cup. Also, a yeah. nod to like last yeah. year's cycle. Uh, it's a great shout. <laughs> oh, Davy Clausen has scored. Unbelievable. Clausen hate and then there we go. Yeah. Uh, we should move on to some quick thoughts on the World Cup content so far. But does anyone want to give a quick shout out to a player, you know, before we move on from this completely? I do want to just quickly shout out someone who was in my pound for pound running but didn't didn't make it just because i think he's maybe slightly too expensive for a pound for pound which is the milinkovic savic path to glory card Mm. he's always been a player i've loved to use in fifa just his size he's always had decent skill moves in weak foot i think this path to glory card is four five serbia are an odd one they they've now got a team that has the potential to do quite well and even if they just get out of what is admittedly a tough group he goes up to a 90 rated center mid and will be close to Hullet Gang, but with like ridiculous stats everywhere. Like his shooting's unbelievable. His passing's already superb. His agility and balance is low, but he's six foot three. What more do you want? Uh, and his defending and physical physicality are already really solid as well. So he's kind of like one of those you could literally play him wherever you want on the pitch. Right? So keep an eye out for him if Serbia start doing well. I think he could have a decent price rise, especially if if Mitrovic and uh, Vlahovic can get going. They could be uh, interesting to watch. So yeah, he's actually the most valuable tradable player I've packed because I packed him over yeah, the weekend go. and uh, ended up trying him. And uh, he's he's very good. I mean, I used his inform quite a bit as well, so I was already interested in him. 
Um, and yeah, I'm going to throw I another really like odd it. one out there. Brozovich. Yes. Yes. Yeah. That card is sneaky, sneaky good. Um, yeah, his stats are very interesting. Yeah, and he's got that. I mean, his dribbling stats paired with his defensive stats and his physical stats, high aggression, high stamina base player already has close to 90 passing. I think, you know, if he gets any type of, if he starts getting any type of upgrade, this all of a sudden is a car that is like, whoa, <laughs> okay. <laughs> I see you. I know what you mean. Yeah, yeah. He, he does it really good. I was tempted to pick him up just almost as sort of insurance because I could see Croatia doing, you know, they've got, Previous time, though, they could easily go on and do yeah. something good. So. What I think is funny about him, though, is Brozovic is one of those players that every time I look at his stats and start to get excited about it, I just then think about him for, and this is like an odd perception for whatever reason, but I just think he's an incredibly boring pick for your club or your squad. Yeah. <laughs> There's literally nothing to get excited about. You're like, yeah, he's really nice stats as a defensive midfielder, really well-rounded. Well, maybe a five-star, five-star, yeah. if they do what they did last World Cup, get to the final, that would happen and that would be exciting. But talking of excitement, let's move on to talking about World Cup content overall. There's been an interesting phenomenon almost where I'm seeing plenty of negativity from some content creators around World Cup content. And it's slightly unclear, I think, to listeners having asked thoughts, you know, where that really comes from, I suppose. Uh, for example, Gary says, I find it strange we are having a conversation about World Cup content, more content than you can shake the proverbial at. How long does it take to scroll through to see how many games you've won for swaps? There's just so much content. I like the promo as a whole. There's so much to do, says Grog. I've barely put a dent in the swaps objective so far. I think that they've given every nation involved some sort of special item with potentially more to come, and that's brilliant. Even some nations who competed in past World Cups have a card in the form of the World Cup hero. I get that not all of them are particularly great cards, but that's not the point of this promo. Uh, if the player SPCs and objectives don't appeal to you, then don't do it. It's as simple as that. We know there'll be plenty more to come in the coming weeks, so I can't really see the complaints towards the promo. And Springford points out we've got things like the dynamic duo squad battles, dynamic duo friendlies, World Cup swaps, squad battles, World Cup swaps friendlies, Particlory Cup, Silver Lounge, Silver Cup. There's the homegrown 11. We've seen there's a lot of gameplay content around. And I think people are a little confused as to why, with probably more gameplay and menu content than we normally get at this point in the cycle, there is this negativity around what's coming out from certain creators. I, I'm, I agree with you. There is a lot to do. It's whether a lot of it is worthwhile doing. Like some of those dynamic duos, are they worthwhile doing to get these players who you're not really going to use? Is it worth putting going out of your way to go and play, as you say, squad battles or having to make your team poorer to go into rivals just so you don't have to play squad battles to go and get those cards? I know that they're there if you want to do it and... If we're getting content, maybe we shouldn't complain about getting content, but it, it's about whether it's worthwhile doing. And I don't know if a lot of it is at this point, especially when, as you're saying, we're going to get, in fact, we have got now because it is, has hit six. We've got SPCs, loads of them. We've got so many SPCs. But there's no way that you can complete all of them. There's absolutely no way that you can get through and be able to use or, or go and complete all of those major SPCs without spending FIFA points or without spending a whole lot of coins, meaning you have to go and trade. So yeah, I, I know I know that it's a small 
section of the population that I'm flying the flag for in that respect. And uh, and there's still been good things, but it feels like to keep up that level of engagement that's required, I just feel like there's a few things that, even just a repeatable League SBC, it, it wouldn't massively, if not many people grind, it's not going to massively change the game. But it would mean so much to that section of the player base. Mm. And it's so simple to do. The one thing I have seen people say, and I've seen a lot of you know, concepts, and we should just say this outright so people are aware. We may have mentioned this last week, but the idea that the thing that's missing is like some kind of sticker book style collection of these World Cup type players. It just isn't going to happen. Like the licensing means it can't happen. That's why you don't see players being called cards. You see them being called items. It's because there isn't the license for card collection. But I think the one thing I will say about this is, although it feels like a lot more content than we normally have um, around this time of the cycle, the swaps is great. I love the number of players. I love the fact they're covering all the nations. I think that's really good and something we should highlight. But you can maybe say some of the thinking doesn't feel super joined up, but there's maybe a bit of a lack of cohesion in terms of the different parts. It's a bit complex. Uh, some of it's fiddly and the pacing of these swaps tokens, I don't feel is quite right. And I think for people playing more casually, even even though there's plenty of content, maybe there's too much and it's hard to know what to do in a way for that reason. But maybe doing what you think is fun is fine because actually you will get plenty back from doing that. So that's not too much of an issue. But we have to see how things go because obviously the tournament's only just started really. Yeah. Bear in mind also World Cup traditionally, and I would imagine that's the case this year, even at the point at which it arrives in the cycle, has brought a lot of new players into the game and that will mean mm. content needs to be provided for those players with their lower coin totals, less fodder. You also can't necessarily put out continuously amazing content because otherwise people see that as the norm and it becomes boring. Strangely, I've always felt, and I remember for economist Jamie being on the podcast and saying, well, sometimes I think that they do deliberately have a bit of a pause in the quality of content so that they can get you excited for what's coming next, which makes sense, a bit of a reset. But also you don't want to have the power curve run away at this stage because we are so early in the cycle and it's, that's a big disadvantage of the World Cup being now compared to in the past, you know, the Euros part of the glory was so juiced up and that worked really well. But Japes, uh, any thoughts on this before we wrap yeah, up? Yeah, I was just going to say with the, um, you know, not enough content or whatever that EA just needed to release like a repeatable upgrade type deal. Like people get, people love those and they've gone and done it and it's seems to be a decent value. So... Woohoo. Oh, the, the double upgrade. Yeah. Yeah. The 80 plus double upgrade, repeatable, that type of thing. All of your like menu grinders, they're like here for it. They are, but with that, with no way to get the cards to put into it from a kind of sustainable place, whether that be League SBCs. Yeah, you can do it endlessly. Yeah. And I know, I know that's a, that is such a niche, but I think like, yeah, I, I love the upgrades. I prefer the player picks to the upgrades, but I, I do love them. I just like, if you're, if you're grinding menus though, like you're spending time, you're probably spending time trading. I'm going to make an assumption here, but like if you're spending time trading and making coins to me, it's like, just use your coins for upgrade cards. Mm. Like it's just more, it's just more, you're just spending more time on menus. Yeah, potentially, potentially. I mean, I, I personally don't actually trade all that much. Um, I pr much prefer the, the kind of menu grind because I feel like I'm actively doing something rather than, you know, day trading. <laughs> um, but yeah I, yeah, I, I do, I do totally get that. You know, a lot of, a lot of the proper menu grinders are big, big traders with millions of coins. And so yeah, go, go and use them for the upgrades. I agree. Just in, in terms of upgrades. 
we got an 86 plus team of the week upgrade for an 84 rated squad. <laughs> yeah, I feel real quick. I, I feel like with that team of the week upgrade, to me, that just signals that there's going to be a hot, potentially a meaty SBC where you need team of the week cards yeah. again. Yeah, potentially yeah. icons. If we, we might get a few of the World Cup icon SBCs. Mm, yeah, that'd be nice. And actually, with the fact that the champs rewards must be changing without team of the week, were they going to be minimum rated gold rares, I heard, or something? Yeah, it seems like it's going to be minimum rating. I, I don't know if we've got confirmation of exactly what that minimum rating will be mm. in your picks. If you can work out what your champs record is, because obviously they added in, the in terms of content, they added in that counter. Yeah, but it doesn't and work. They, they've added in a counter that can't count, which is incredible. That's lazy, that's lazy <laughs> testing is all that is. That really is. Actually, talking of champs, last weekend I used a false nine formation. Had tried it previously, but before the patch it just didn't work, but it was so effective for me. Got me 16 wins, uh, was really enjoyable, was rolling back the years, well, a year to using it last year, last cycle. It was so good, and I'm looking forward to talking about that on the Supporter Gameplay pod this week. It'll also eventually be on my Twitter at for Weekly Ben and in the Tactic Bank in the Discord. So if you fancy supporting the pod, getting an extra podcast every week, then uh, please do. Your support is greatly appreciated. Keep the podcast going, and you get double the podcast. Just £3 a month to get an extra podcast every week, and you can do that just by searching Support for Weekly or by following the link in the description of this podcast. And on that, until the Gameplay podcast and we're ready to say goodbye so thank you very much japes cheers ben pleasure to be back on and you know looking forward to uh diving more deeply into the world cup as we progress along mm, looking forward to usa wales i know the listeners love a hindsight prediction where they can smugly know the results so what do you think for wales usa uh we'll go with all the usa fans will know what i'm talking about even though it's not mexico mexico dos a cero um, which means two zero so us has had a knack for winning two zero over mm. mexico and yeah, Josh, why don't you give us a little prediction for that game? Well, as a proud Welshman myself, I uh, <laughs> yeah. I, I gotta go with a boys winning two 0 You know, Gareth Bale's rested. He's gonna be in off that wing. It's gonna be unbelievable. That's who's gonna win it. Honestly, Chris Gunter might come on and get a goal, even though he plays in League Two. It was like Michael Sheen was on the pod. Love it. <laughs> um, I just I just did the eighty six plus team of the week upgrade because I thought, yeah, why not? I've got a bunch of untradeable cards. I got. Ben Yedder's 86 inform, and I have red Ben Yedder. <laughs> uh, <laughs> of course. On that, uh, that's where we should finish this podcast. Josh, thank you very much to you. You can find Josh at Spreadsheet FIFA on Twitter and various other places. Yes. Thank you, as always, to you listeners for joining us for this podcast. And if you'd like to subscribe and get these podcasts into your podcast feed, then you can do that on Apple Podcasts, Spotify, or wherever you get your podcasts from. And if you're listening on YouTube, do subscribe, leave a like and a comment. The pod is newer to YouTube and it helps the algorithm a lot. Right, thank you very much to all those supporters as well. As always, keeping the podcast going. If you'd like to do so, follow the link in the description or search support for weekly. A huge thank you to all of them and to those icon patrons. Dave B, Hugh J, Coach Vass, DJ FIFA player, Alan G, Alistair, Anthony R, Dominic P, Rob P, Jeff B, Stephen F, Tom B, Damon H, David S, Nick Jack M, Eric T, Neil P, Adam G, Elliot M, Dan W, at pace of a tortoise, Roger D, Jake G, Springford, Nishant, Harry P, Alex M, Lee A, Brendan W, Andrew C, Joe W, Timothy J, Dylan, Adam R, Sam K, Graham W, Andy, Ads H2K and Brian V. 
At Lowe's, we know you can get the job done faster if you don't have to stop and come into the store all the time. That's why we've updated our app with your business in mind. With the app, you can build quotes, easily reorder your supplies, track orders, and much more. So you can get everything you need right away, stay on the job, finish it, and get started on the next one. Download the app today. Because Lowe's knows time is money. Lowe's knows pros. Plus a special thanks to Luke M, Dave B, Hugh J, Tom M, Darren W, and Pato Foot for advice and production assistance. Before I leave you, just one more thing to add, though. FIFA's a bit like life, really. It has its many ups and its many downs. If you're having a few more downs than ups in real life in these more difficult times, then please don't feel that you're alone or need to struggle on without taking action. If you go to thecalmzone.net, there's loads of resources, advice, support, or even just a friendly chat for anyone who needs it. If it sounds like it could help you, then head over to thecalmzone.net. And for now, have a good one, and I'll catch you on the next podcast. At Lowe's, we know you can get the job done faster if you don't have to stop and come into the store all the time. That's why we've updated our app with your business in mind. With the app, you can build quotes, easily reorder your supplies, track orders, and much more. So you can get everything you need right away, stay on the job, finish it, and get started on the next one. Download the app today, because Lowe's knows time is money. Lowe's knows pros. Sports Social Podcast Network.